Welcome to the Winding Road Home. Yet again, we're here. God's bless us with another episode. Now available on demand on all your major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, just to name a few. I'm Russ Lerner, your show host. And alongside me is my wife, Yvette. How are you doing? Doing great. Hi. We're going we're gonna to continue to ask each other how we're doing when we, we know how we're doing. Um, because I had lunch with you today. seems like every day we do a show, we have lunch at Publix. Is it weird that we have lunch at Publix? It's, it's a grocery store, but they have really good sandwiches. And they have a cute little place we can sit and eat, and they have fresh flowers and, and Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. And they have Wi-Fi. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Go work on the show. Free Wi-Fi. So, yeah, it was good having lunch with you again. Uh, I had to run to the doctor today, or no, not to the doctor, but to, but to the school because Danielle had a rash on her arm. And I, yeah. I went in there to get some, I guess I went to bed, get some Benadryl at the CVS. Glad I didn't have to take her to the doctor, though. You know, because I just, just, you know, you take your kids to the doctor, it makes you kind of queasy. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I never did. You know, why did doctors practice? I, I never understood that. They call it a practice. I want to find one that's done practicing. You ever? They've I mean, taken the test and they've got it right. Yeah. Is it just They're ready to go? I don't know why they do that. Is it because if they make a mistake, they could say, hey, I was just practicing. practicing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've always wondered that. But anyway, the, the Benadryl. Man, if I take a Benadryl, I'm done for two days. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how, how Danielle does it. I mean, she's she's wide awake right now. She is, but she was about ready to go to sleep when I took a picture up after school. Yeah. Took her to eat. She was laying out, uh, literally laid out yeah. on the the bench. The, the, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Thing. The side effects on prescription drugs are just crazy. It's like, you know. Uh, may cause uh, heart murmurs and, uh, um, you know, potential death and, you know, you may have to get a skin graph. No, I, you know, I think I'm going to stick with the diarrhea. I, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't need, I don't need the, uh, I, I'm just going to, it's like pick your poison, right? It's like pick your poison. I, yeah. I would much rather. I'll just stick with what I just got. Just stick with the headache. I'm going to yeah. stick with the headache. I don't, I don't need the internal bleeding. Okay. Yes, the, 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 the odds of internal bleeding are. I don't know. I'm just not going to take a chance. When you got two pages of disclaimers in like two point type. Yeah. You know, there might be an issue. And I love the commercials. They're like a minute long and 50 seconds is side, side effects. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, hey, we, um, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, obviously, we would love to have you guys subscribe to the, bo- the podcast if you like it. Give us a five-star review if you like the show. Uh, if you don't like the show, then don't review us at all is what we like to say. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. Which we are joking. I know we're we're joking. I mean, if you want to give us a one, do it, or oh, or please, a four. Please don't. Please but don't. you know, I'll, I'll feel bad about myself, and I'll be insecure and all that good stuff. Because I'm trying to win the favor of man. <laughs> anyway, um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, just look up the Winding Road Home, and on Twitter we're Winding underscore Home. And uh, you can also reach us on email at thewindingroadhome at gmail.com. Email us um, suggestions, ideas. If you've got a question, we may address a question on the show. Um, so give us, give us your best questions. As we like to always say, this podcast is simply a response to God tugging in our hearts to do something bigger than we are, something we're unfamiliar with, and we believe there's more that God's going to do with this show, and we're grateful. We're also grateful that... Um, that that you would listen and that our uh, servicemen and women um, for what they do for us to protect our freedoms 
And uh, we always like to give them a uh, round of applause. And you too. Thanks for listening. So, hey, look, on today's show, I have a surprise guest. Even a vet doesn't even know um, what's going on today's show. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a special deal. So um, when we get back, we're going to we're going to go into the, the good, mad and crazy segment. But I'm just going to cover one thing. And it's just and it's crazy, but it's three different crazy things. So it's the crazy, the crazy and the crazy. So uh, we will be right back. Okay, so as you know, uh, liberals are uh, or progressives are getting aggressive on working to change three major tenets of the way we live in America. Okay, it's obvious that open borders is what they want. I mean, they just don't they don't they don't want. I mean, nations are defined by borders. Otherwise, you know, what what are we? Right? Um, we have property lines in our own where where you where you live. You may you've got property lines. You probably have a fence. Because that's your property and your neighbor has his property and everybody re- respects each other. And that's just the way it is. it's always worked. So borders are good, but they want open borders. And we know why. Also, they want, they're, they're really pushing hard to eliminate the Electoral College. Um, and also, um, they want to allow 16-year-olds to vote. Now, um, this, is, this is very interesting because they're doing everything they can before the 2020 elections to make sure they have as many votes as possible to take out Trump. Now, I'm not a never-Trumper by any means. Um, but I don't, think he, I don't think he hates America. And, um, but I do believe that the, uh, the progressives are, are really trying their best to, to radically, I mean, if radically change America for the worst. And this Electoral College thing... So the way the way it works, and so uh, my, my good buddy Steve Dace, he he says, he he said today, Hillary Clinton. Now she lost the presidency because she only because she only won fifteen percent of the counties in the United States. All right, she lost the election because she only won fifteen percent of the counties in the United States. She won the popular vote, but she only won fifteen percent of the counties. So the majority of the country really voted for Trump. But the reason why she had the popular vote is because in the, in the big metropolitan areas where there are a lot of progressives and there's a high population of, of you know, higher, higher numbers, right? The New York's, the, the California's, um, that's where all the votes came from. Now, if you eliminate the Electoral College, the farmers and, um, you know, the, the, the middle of the country gets, gets no representation whatsoever, so it's it's the electoral college is, is is there to protect the entire country. It's there to give every state an equal voice in um, in the election of a president. So um, I just think that it's crazy that they're that they're trying to change that. And I mean it's it's worked um, both in in uh, conservatives or Republicans' favor, and it's also worked in Democrats' favor. Now, all of a sudden, it's not okay because Hillary won the popular vote. And, and I think that they're probably going to 
try to tease somebody up in the next election that is, I, I would think, probably more movie starish. Um, you know, that has a more popular appeal, maybe not a politician, somebody that can go against a, going against a Trump. But regardless, um, this eliminating the Electoral College is um, just, it's, it's unheard of. So that um, having a 15-year-old girl and a 20-year-old son, um, how do you feel about 16-year-olds voting? Do you think they got the right enough mind to, to really understand the ins and outs? I mean, what if they're watching TV and they're seeing a candidate up there, up there saying, a socialist candidate saying, hey, uh, don't worry about working. We can just paint watercolors and uh, play video games and um, we'll give you what you need. I mean, what do you think these Most people... Most kids would probably go, oh, that sounds really good. But if a kid was in a household, like our household, mm-hmm. I, I, I think if Dalton could have voted when he was 16, it would have been a good thing because he, we talked to him enough and he understands enough about what's going on in the world um, that that would have been good. But I, don't, I think that's a, that's a huge rarity. I don't think most kids at 16 have would have that mindset or, or have those conversations with their parents. I think he's, there, there probably are a lot of kids like that, but not so, as So many. what's your answer? I mean, do you think that, I mean, I mean, are they responsible enough to vote? I mean, for real. And how many of them are being influenced by their mom and dad I just because? the majority of them probably are not responsible enough to vote. I think there are probably a select few that probably could make a really good educated decision that are very smart, that really keep up on the stuff, really pay attention but your average 16-year-old, they're just excited to get their driver's license, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that what you're going to have, if, if this ever happened, you're, you're going to have politicians um, telling these kids hey, just to get their vote, hey, we'll, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that. You know, we'll give you a voucher to GameStop so you can go buy Madden every year. And there's and, a lot of reasons why by the, I mean. And there's a lot of reasons they're going after a younger kid. I think there's a lot of different reasons yeah, for that. Yeah, there is. So. I mean, I, they want votes. It's mm-hmm. all about votes. They yeah. want power, and they want votes, and that's it. Open borders? I mean, come on. This this shouldn't even be an issue. We A country is defined by its borders, and um, the cost of of illegal immigration just is 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 crushing us. And... Um, it's, it's just well, amazing. It's, sh- it's a shame that it is. It's a shame that it's the point that we have to really do something that's really seriously drastic because it hasn't always been an issue. It has just gotten it's worse and worse and it's growing and it's multiplying and, it, yeah. and it's to the point where it's out of control. And, you know, if you come here legally, so many people come here legally, oh, go yeah. through the process and not really fair to them for someone to come in. Can you imagine without- if, you, if you came in legally and all of a sudden... You know your whole, your whole, uh, all your cousins and everybody showed up at your door, at your doorstep yeah. illegally. I'd be like, man, wait a minute. I just paid. I know people that have gone through that. Yeah, My, they, our they daughters pay. had a teacher that's went through that, and, and it's it's that's costly. It's gone through that, and it's hard. That and then and they're having trouble getting family members in legally just because of the process yeah. because they would never even consider doing it illegally. They well, it was it was a right. I mean, it was a it was a privilege to be able to do it, and they yeah. wanted to be in this country in, enough that. I, they went through the process. I wonder if the I wonder if the liberals were um, or would be okay with open borders if they knew that let's say uh, fifteen million Russians were coming over the border uh, that were all Trump fans. I wonder what that would would that 
that might change their it might change their mind. It might change their mind a little bit. You see, either way, open borders is just not the way to go. And um, so, anyway, I mean, you know, from a Christian perspective, do we take care of the people on the other side that they are they're in need? Look, we have missionaries. We go overseas. I've been overseas. I mean, in fact, there are more people. There are more missionaries coming to America than we're sending out. So, um, you know, the the benevolence and the and the, the missionary work will get done. Okay, we don't need the government to decide for us. Um, you know what? How we we should live. I mean, that's that's not their. That's not their their job. Their well, that job wasn't what the framers of the Constitution yeah. wanted. That's not what this country was built on. So they're uh they're they're, they're pouring some footers and they're they're trying to build a little something uh, to take this uh, take our freedoms away from us. It's a sad thing. One thing we for certain can do is as Christians is continue to love on other people, um, share the gospel often. Um, especially now, I mean, when it's, it doesn't really cost you much, except maybe a loss of friendship on acquaintance book. I mean, Facebook. Um, and, um, you know, cause there, there may come a day, um, there may, there may come a day when sharing the gospel is against the law. It, it, there, I, I would rest, I mean, maybe in the next 10 years, my guess is sharing the gospel would be considered hate speech. And honest to goodness, so I don't doubt it. So, and if that happens, and the things I'm that are going to be, be acceptable mm. will make your toes curl. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, again, what we can do is we can we can continue to pray, stay in the Word, all right, um, and just love on other people. Uh, we as as we said in the last show. Or a couple shows ago, we talked. We talked about evangelism. It was probably last show because it was right before uh, Operation Just One. We were talking about informational evangelism, where you're actually sharing information, sharing the gospel with somebody, speaking the gospel to somebody, and incarnational evangelism, where you're out there doing that good thing for somebody um, in Christ's name. You're not you're not doing it to puff yourself up. And so, a good, healthy combination of inter uh, of informa- informational and incarnational evangelism. Is is man? That's a that's a one-two punch, and that's God in you. That's Christ in you, um, doing amazing things. And so, uh, don't believe the lies, as we always say. Don't believe the lies that the devil's telling you. You ain't no evangelist. You ain't got no. You you're no good at you. You don't you don't know your Bible enough. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day about the Bible, and he said he hadn't made his decision for Christ yet because he doesn't know enough about the Bible yet. And he's you know I'm like, that's like not buying a car it's like not not driving a car because you haven't read the Chilton's manual the thick uh, you know uh, mechanics uh, manual that's like you know 3 inches thick on every mm-hmm. nook and cranny of the car when you get a car you get a quick start guide right it shows you how to operate the air conditioning uh, the radio how to turn the car on the mirrors whatever it's very basic it's typically a laminated colorful beautiful piece of literature that you pull out of your out of your uh, glove compartment and in the, in the event that you don't know how to turn a key or push a button um, you know you go to that card but I don't have to be a mechanic I don't have to know the Bible as a new person in Christ I don't have to know everything about that Bible because the gospel is kind of that entry it's the spearhead and so you can get in that car and drive an experience 
that car. And when you experience the car and you're driving around the curve and it's handling on that curve and it feels good and it's got good speed and everything is, man, you're like, whoa, this car is incredible. I love this car. Then you're going to get into the Tilton's manual and you're going to get into that. You're going to say, well, I'm going to look at the shock absorber system in this thing. Let me, let me check this out. And you're going to start digging a little bit. And that's, that's, that's what, as a Christian, you start driving, you start driving with Christ, let Christ drive your life. And you start going, well, let me, let me read this Bible a little more and find out a little, more, a little bit more about that. Because I was going around that curve, and back in the day before I was driving this car, uh, you know, this, this car of life, I, I went off the curb, but this one handled pretty good. All right, so with Jesus, you're going to be digging in that Bible because you want to know more about this God. So don't worry about knowing everything about the Bible and everything about God. Go ahead and make your decision for Christ when you hear that all of your sins are paid for. Because of that, because of Christ's death and resurrection, and His ascension, that I mean, that's a that, that's a beautiful thing. Any burden, anything that you've ever that you've ever done, and no matter how bad, you can't out sin God. That's a free gift, and so run to Christ, and then pick up that Bible and then learn more about Him. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know Did how I got just on. Just come up with that analogy. That was actually that was very good. I used that once, before, once or twice before, and it's something that God gave me because this was this guy was a car guy, mm-hmm. and we were, we were talking cars, and yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, I ain't buying that car yet because I have I'm still on page one thousand three hundred and fifty. I'm, a, you know, I'm what? I don't need to know the electrical components. I mean, I'm not an electrician, and even people that work on cars, you have specialists, right? You have the AC people. Sometimes you have like a mining key where they kind of do it all, but. There's typically like an AC person, you got a body person, you've got an interior person, you've got someone who does radios, you've got so I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things, right? So you imagine that 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 manual for that car for a mechanic is huge. Nowadays they don't make them anymore, they're all in digital, but I remember as a kid seeing these thick manuals. I mean they're just massive. Mm-hmm. And it has every every little screw, nut, bolt, whatever, it's all in there. And um so just enjoy the ride, you know. Jesus is is readily available if you if you allow him to uh, to come into your life. So, anyway, when we come back, I got a special guest that will be joining us. So I'm looking forward to it. Notice we didn't do the good, bad, and crazy intro, but that's okay. We didn't need to. That was a special topic. But anyway, I'm going to call our guest here. Let me see here. Yeah, I'm going to call her real quick. See if she'll answer. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's you. Oh, Yvette. Actually, wait a minute. She's sitting right in front of me. Why am I calling her? Yvette, you are my special guest today. Oh, I am. Yes, you are. Now, Yvette didn't know this until just a second ago. Um, and um, so I wanted to introduce you formally as our special guest today. Because um, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. She's a, she is a mom, a wife, a loyal friend, an entrepreneur, a comforter, and she's a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, some people think, wait a minute, did you just say she's a Christ follower, a mom, and an entrepreneur? Like, wait a minute, Russ. Like, women are supposed to be 
barefoot pregnant in the kitchen with a Bible in her hand and a, in one hand and a, you know, a, a frying pan in another. To hit you and upside the head. <laughs> yeah. So Russ, what's wrong with you? How, how, how dare you allow your wife to, to work? And so that uh, I know in the past, um, so you're an entrepreneur. You started a business with with a partner, of, uh, a good friend of yours, and y'all have been partners for how long? Ooh, almost almost fifteen years. Fifty, almost fifteen years. Okay, her company name is Moving Ideas. Jenny Motes is her partner and friend. They've been friends forever. And so, Yvette, you have been given a hard time in the past by women in the church about being a career a career woman and a mom at the same time. And I remember that time. I remember. It very clearly, and um, you know, we talked about legalism in our last show. And legalism is when you're doing things to try to earn favor with God, you know, and or it's a set of rigid set of rules that you've you've got to apply yourself to. And um, when women say that about you, they're they're being ultra legalistic. How dare you work and call yourself a a Christian follower because you're supposed to be raising your kids and, and, and whatever. So the question is, can you, and there, there, there are ladies that are going to listen to this show that are working, that feel that burden that you feel or you felt until you came to grips with it and then God gave you peace about it, and I know he did, that are, that are, that are feeling a burden. And um, I think that what I want to do is ask you some questions and just have, get your take on all this. Because it's my belief, according to the Bible, that you can be a working mom and still honor God at the same time. That in Proverbs 31, it's a well-known passage. It's about a wife and a mother, and she's a mother of excellence. And from the description of her well, in, in, in these verses, we learn that she did work. She worked outside the home. However, her family never lacked a thing. She maintained proper balance, and so her family never suffered. She just put God first. And um, so, so I wanted to talk with you, number one. You're, I, I call her superwoman because she does weights. She just, I, I just, she just does everything. So how do you do it? And, and you know, just, just consider the audience. I mean, well, the audience is both men and women, right? So you're speaking to women who are working, who are Christian, who have kids, and and husbands who may have the same. So, fire away. Well, um, yeah, this is something that I've I've actually thought about, and it's and it's funny that now that I'm you know I've hit like my twentieth year of motherhood, um, I kind of look back, and I was actually just telling um, as I was saying to you today, I find myself more and more seeing parents, especially mothers it's usually mothers of small children who are dealing with a child who's either crying or they're exhausted or, and I just look at these sweet faces and I say, just enjoy every moment. Um, because when I was younger and I had kids and people who know me today, I'm still fairly high strung, but I had trouble just relaxing and enjoying the moment. And I think so many parents, you're, you're trying to just get through the day to day. So then, you know, you have to make decisions. If you're working, um, are you going to stay at home? Are you going to continue to work? Are you going to 
you know, leave the, the, the workplace for a while and then go back. And, you know, at the time when I had my first child, um, and even through my second child, I worked for a large bank, um, in a corporate role. Um, and it was driving uptown every day, driving home, um, loved what I did, learned a ton, uh, can't imagine being anywhere else at that time, but it was very stressful for me. And, um, what hit me is one day, um, I decided, and this is actually once I had left the business or, or work and started in my own business with my business partner, um, it was one of those first couple years and we went to this Bible study, a women's Bible study in the morning and we went into this class and it was about parenting and this woman started talking about your children and she, t- she came up with a phrase and she said, you know, people that put their children in kitty kennels are just awful. And it, and it kind of hit me like it, she could have just, just punched me in the stomach because I, I felt so incredibly guilty all of a sudden. Those aren't very edifying words, are they? No, not at all. And and at first I was so hurt and then I got so angry and I was like, who are you to tell me? First of all, my kid was in a wonderful place and a wonderful woman was watching him in, in, at, in an at-home daycare and he was a happy little booger. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, does that mean all single moms that are working are going to hell and they're not really Christians? Absolutely You see what I'm not. saying? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's everybody's situation. And, you know, one thing I learned is, is I remember I, I had a boss um, when I was at the bank, and, and it was even as my kids were starting to get a little older, and she said, you know what? It was probably 8 o'clock at night one night. I was working on something. And she said, what are you doing here? She had kids that were older. She said, no one's going to remember the project you're working on but you're going to remember being there for your kids when they got home at night and whatever. And that was what it kind of hit me is I've got to keep balance. Um, I can't let work be number one. Um, it's going to be very important, but I've got to always put my family first. And as long as I put my family first and, and I am raising them in a godly household and I'm taking care of the needs of my family, and that doesn't mean I have to be home 24 seven. You can do things with, you can be outside the home or inside the home, but don't let anyone make you feel guilty because, you know, God put me in that position to be where I was and learn what I did. So, so then I was able to go out and have my own business. So I was able to be much more flexible and I was around. and, And the funny thing is I asked, I remember asking our son, he was in high school, I think. And I said, do you ever feel bad that I wasn't, I didn't stay at home with you when you were really small? And he just looked at me and he laughed. He's like, no, he goes, you've always been there. I've never known you not being there for me. And that was really important because I was worried, like if he actually sensed that, like I wasn't there, did he feel bad that I wasn't there? Was I, was I a bad mom? Because for years I felt like that. I allowed someone to make me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, we had this conversation many times and you always say that if you do not want to work, you don't have to, you know, don't work because you know, I mean, I never like had in the air. But you enjoy what you do. I enjoyed. And that was the thing. I enjoyed what I did and I still enjoy what I do. And, and it's not, it's not even a, it's not a job. 
it's a career, but it's part of me. You know, I love to write. I love to to do creative work. I love to do. I mean, this is this is just something I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in a tedious, high stress, gone for days, traveling all the time. I mean, I'm home every night. You know, mm-hmm. and and I remember one time someone that you were playing golf with at our church it was a gentleman. And I remember you telling me, he said, it's a real shame if that has to work. And you had to say, whoa, 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 hold mm. up. She doesn't have to work. She chooses to work because it, it makes her feel good. She enjoys it. And, and I had, had to realize that, you know what, it, it, it filled, it, it made me happy because I liked contributing financially. I liked having something that I could be proud of, of for myself that is something I worked for. Yeah. But I also knew that my kids were definitely a priority for me. And I felt pulled so many times and it wasn't, it was never a pull that God it was. It was never something. If I look back, God never said that you need to be home. You were doing the wrong thing. But you were home. See, that's a, that's just it. So no, bi- bi- biblically, I, whatever a woman chooses, she must maintain that her home, her home and God is a priority, right? And that's your, and, and, and that's your primary sphere of influence. I mean, so, exactly. and you, and you've done that. So, mm-hmm. so, and so women out there that are listening, that are working and maybe struggling with this, look, all you got to do is make your kids the primary focus. And if you're, if, if putting food on the table is your, a part of your focus, mm-hmm. um, and, and something that you have to do because because the cost of living is it's crazy. Every time I turn around, you can't go anywhere and not spend a hundred dollars. It's it's just nuts. You go to the you go buy uh, some apples it, and, and it, some whatever. It, it's expensive. And, and so and even so, if you don't have to work, if you don't quote have to work, but you love what you do and it's a part of you sure. that you love, don't feel guilty about that yeah. either. Yeah, you can't you can't. Now, now when you start making what you're doing an idol, like exactly, like like when you're standing in the in court, and you were you, you know you moved up in the in the corporate ladder, and I was in corporate America as well. At one at one point, uh, yeah, it's really easy to get in that. You could get in that trap. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember in the in corporate America where it was all about your title. It was all about who's going to lead the latest, you know. And I, I never fell for that. I, I I didn't fall for that banana tailpipe. I never got to fall for the banana tailpipe. I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't falling for it. I mean, when it came down to it, I was working hard, and come five thirty six o'clock, dude, I'm out. I'm out. I got. I'm going home. I got. A, I, would, I got a family. Yeah, and then I would come home and be with the kids, and but you and know, we got dogs too. And yeah, and then and so many times, and I and I think now I have spoken to other people, and I've even. Sp- I've even shared this with with people that have kids that are getting ready to have children of their own and struggling and where I was in my you know late 20s how I was feeling and it comes down to that you've got to do what's right what works for you and your family mm-hmm. and what works for me may not work for someone else and what works for someone else would not have worked for me there is no right or wrong there's no this is the only way you have to do what and and if you want to work because you love what you do as well and you you like having that part of you too there's nothing wrong with that but but let's be careful let's be careful because don't just do what you love because it makes you feel good and we talked we talked about this before don't it's not about you so you got, we've got to all, even, even men, right? We've got to take this out of the picture. We don't do what we do because it makes us feel good. It should make us feel good. If we're honoring God, that should be, the, that should be what makes us feel good. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not about our pleasure necessarily, even though w- you might enjoy what you do, mm-hmm. that balance. And when you, even, even when you enjoy something, you're going to, you may overdo it. Like, I love this so much. I love writing so much. I'm going to write all day long and <clears throat> I'm going to put this in you front know, of And I've had times that I, I went, Ooh, I, I, you know, I, I will admit, I mean, there's been times I've run late to pick up, you know, my daughter in the past because I got caught up doing something, but right. I could have gotten caught up if I was at home doing laundry. You well, know, that's a just, one-off. That, that, yeah. That's a one-off situation. I'm talking about if you're like systematically, you know, repetitively practicing this, um, you know, I'm going to work late. I'm, I'm driving. It's the dollar I'm driving for or that position mm-hmm. or that, that title, whatever that is, right? Yeah. If you're putting that before Oh, that can never else. be more important than your children. Right, but it can be, and it's easy. It's easy oh, to get absolutely. in that trap. So, absolutely. and we as humans are capable of anything. So, I mean, you know, even today as Christians, the flesh is the flesh is the flesh, and it's a battle until until we until we're face to face with God. So, well, I think um, the other thing is um, you were talking about Proverbs, and I actually looked up a verse, and and in verse fifteen it says, "She rises well, yet it is still night, and provides food for her household and portions for for her maidens." And what it's saying in here is it's talking about a woman who is just, like you said, diligent and caring for her family. Now, that doesn't mean she has to, the, the Bible doesn't say she had to give at 4 a.m. and she had to do this, she had to do this. She just, she is just saying that she put them first, that mm-hmm. she always took care of the household, took care of yeah. her husband. That doesn't mean that she's sitting there 24-7 in the house doing all that. And yeah. and and then it, it kind of even goes on, even if you go into verse 16, it says, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. And, you know, the principle there is that prudence, is that, you know, a godly woman uses prudence in everything she does, whether it's how she takes care of her family, how she takes care of finances. Um, those are just principles. There's principles yeah. in Proverbs that, what? Yeah, well, well, you talk about finances. Oh, I mean, let's not even go there. I mean, like, uh, so so here's an example of being prudent and taking care of her finances. Now, yeah. that, I'm just going to break in and be a little funny here. It does here not because, say who is in charge of the budget. No, it doesn't. But but look, she comes, she, she, when she buys something, she, she's like, hey, man, was, it was half off. But then she buys like two or three of them. Oh, that's I'm like, not true. You spent more. No. You, just because it's half off doesn't mean you got to load up. We just get the half off and get the one. Anyway, I just, mm-hmm, I'm just messing. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. being prudent. But anyway, no, yeah. you, you, you're really good at that though. You, I mean, you, you find the deals and, and, uh, you know, we, we you know, uh, God's blessed, um, our marriage and that we work together and things that you do, I don't necessarily like, and things I do, you don't necessarily like and vice versa. And, um, it's been a, you know, it's teamwork, but, um, but you really have, um, persevered through all this and, I think God in his sovereignty is, is also been good to you in a way that we're like <clears throat> with working for yourself has given you a lot of flexibility and freedom. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. we actually flip flop because there were, there was a time where I owned my own business and I had freedom. So we always kind of had somebody there, you know, uh, available and flexible. And so that's been, um, that's been a blessing. God's God yeah. just blessed us in that way. Um, but and that's the thing is God, God will bless what, what you decide that work that's right for you and your family. God will bless that. And if it lines up with his will. Well, absolutely. Yes, okay. absolutely. But <laughs> you know, I, I think the biggest takeaway I have and my advice for anybody who is, who was in the position that I was, you know, 20 some year, 20 years ago is, you know, don't ever let anyone make you feel guilty about your motherhood choice. 
Um, you got to do what's what's right for you, your family, as long as it lines up biblically, like just like Russ said, um, as long as your family is your priority and you're raising your children in a godly household with godly principles, you know, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, I think I spent a lot of I spent way too many hours angsting about it, crying about it, stressing about it, feeling guilty and it was just something I was doing to myself. I was letting, I was, I was really letting Satan get in and mess with, with my head, because I was allowing, I was allowing him to make me feel guilty about what I was doing. And and I look back, the Lord never made me feel guilty. The Lord was always there, backing me up and kind of pulling me up by the bootstraps. And and a lot of times that was you, Russ, pulling me up by the bootstraps. He was working through you, going, you know, you can do this and. Mm. Don't let someone make you feel bad. I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. when I told you that story about that woman, you were so upset for me because it's like, she doesn't even know you. She doesn't yeah. know what a good mother you are. And that's the other thing you, you never, and that's the thing, if you ever questioned my ability and that I was failing as a mother, if I wasn't, you know, doing what I should have been doing and you've never, you, you've supported me in every way, no matter if I, you, you said many, many times. You can quit right now if you want to stay home. We will work it out. We will adjust our budget, whatever. But you know, as long as as long as you know it, it's you're happy, I I support you, and and that was a good thing. We always had that partnership, and I always had your support, and that was very important. Well, um, so all you uh, moms out there that are working, single moms out there working, um, look, super moms. Okay, you guys, you guys are it. You guys deserve a huge round of applause. Don't give up. Don't give up the fight. Keep keep pushing forward. Just keep God in front. Just keep God in front of everything that you're doing. God'll God'll honor it in some way, shape, or form, and He'll use it to His to His to His glory. So um, don't. And feel, He's always got your back. Yeah. He's always Do there not for you guilty. and your family. So um, hey, listen, guys. We really appreciate you guys listening. Um, it it, it's, it means so much to us, and uh, we're so grateful. Uh, be sure to, to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, uh, check us out on on Facebook. Uh, send us a picture on Instagram, or I don't know. I just just interact with us a little bit socially. I like that stuff. It's I, I'm, I'm getting getting to know all that. And you have questions? Send us questions. Send Absolutely. us emails. That we love it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you again, or, he, or you'll hear us again soon. You'll hear us again soon. All right. Love you guys. Bye now.